0: to see you all this morning. Good to see you visitors. Welcome here. What a blessing it is that we can come together and do this week after week. Like Daniel read there, if you have faith, it's a grain of mustard seed. So I guess we just got to bring what we got, what little we got. <clears throat> and it says that we could have the sycamine tree rooted up and <clears throat> planted in the sea. <clears throat> <clears throat> well, very good. Again, just a blessing to be here and uh, to see what God has for us. <clears throat> So let's take a, a moment to pray, and then we'll go into the, what I have here. Heavenly Father, we come to you this day. We come this morning. Lord, we thank you that we call you Father this morning. We call you Abba Father, that you are a God that owns the cattle in a thousand hills. You have abundance, and uh, you have abundance of strength and provision. And we come to you as your children, reaching out our hand in faith, Lord, that you would fill it. You would minister to our needs, Father, we pray uh, for those that are here discouraged or empty, Lord, that they would be filled and lifted up. Lord, so uh, bless this word, bless those that are here, bless those that watch online. And uh, I pray that you can minister life, not just this message, Lord, but in our lives, through our lives in the week to come. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so if I were to give a title to a message, it is a dry or full felton. And uh, Brother Earl encouraged me with the very verse that I'm going to be speaking out of or starting off with this morning, so uh, I'll get to that here soon, but... I was just thinking, and I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands, but if we were to have a raise of hands, and this is always a difficult one, but if I were to ask you, do you come with a full fountain today? Do you come feeling full and overflowing? Do you just, you feel abundant? Um, you know, I know that's always like, well, do I, don't I? But um, I'm not going to ask you that. <clears throat> Yeah, so, But I believe that whether you do or you don't feel that way, you want to be. We all want to be. We want to be filled and full. Um, I think it's, it's within us to give. But we know that without having anything, we can't give. So we need to be filled that we can be that full fountain. <clears throat> I think we all want to be ministers of grace truth, peace, to the church, to our community, and to the world beyond. I think that's truly our vision. <clears throat> so in anything I say here, I don't doubt your good uh, intentions and all of our intentions. It's our desire. In John seven thirty-seven to 39, it says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because it Jesus was not yet glorified. So my focus here is what he says, that he that believeth on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of of living water. So whether that's happening with you this morning or not, um, it's available to us. So I want to uh, dig into that a little bit. So those are the rivers of water we want to see flowing out of our life. Honestly, and and to myself, too often, uh, the fruit of our life is kind of like a pump that's running out of water. You know, sputters, it coughs. <clears throat> it brings some water out, but it's not a stream. It's not flowing. And uh, I would assume that you could testify to that. You could agree with that. It's we uh, we sputter, we cough. Little comes out. I'm glad for that, but it's not. It's not a stream like it should be. We're we're human. It doesn't come of ourselves. So we want to see souls saved, relationships healed, and the church growing stronger. But what is the prerequisite to these things happening? We we have a a vision what we want in our families, in our church, wherever we are. We have a vision what we would like to see. We we know what we would like to see coming out of our life, out of our mouth, out of the our actions. <clears throat> but what comes before that? <clears throat> so Jesus did say, He that believeth. He that believeth. <clears throat> However, that's not going to be my most of my focus. Um, because I think the fruit flowing, uh, the water flowing out of our life, the rivers of water flowing out of our life, are preceded by believing. Believing is preceded by, and we'll get into that. So the first thing I'm going to focus on is the word and prayer. <clears throat> so if we look at Jesus' life example, his fruitfulness was often, if not always precede it by time alone with God. So if we look at, and we've been memorizing this, but if we look at the profound and powerful sermon that Jesus preached, that we know as the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, 7, and we all know that, and we're memorizing it as a church. So we can ask ourselves, where did that come from? Where did that power come from? What preceded that? And if you do a little you do a little research there, I'm gonna actually go there in Matthew 4. <clears throat> so we know he started the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew five. I think late in Matthew 4 <clears throat> he chose his disciples. <clears throat> but in the early part of Matthew 4. 1 and 2 it says then was jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil and When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was afterward and hungered So this account um, It only relates to this time as fasting and temptation And uh, obviously that those did happen But I would, I'm wanting to focus on what actually I believe did happen that's not even spoken of here. <clears throat> so we can learn um, when Jesus was tempted of the devil, what was his retort or what was his response to the devil? Maybe it would give us a clue, maybe it would give us a picture into what he learned or was learning in the mountain with God 40 days. So verse 4, I'll back up verse 3. And the tempter came to him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. This is Jesus' response. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. There is one thing he learned. That's a source of his power, that he was so filled with power when he came down out of the mountain. I don't think it was, it wasn't all about fasting. It wasn't all about being tempted of the devil. We look at that and we cringe and we're like, we're not going there. But I think there was more to that. And I think Jesus gives us a glimpse into his response. And then you go to verse 10 let back up to 9. And this is a tempter again. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship him. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, I did skip one of Jesus' responses, but these two I was going to focus on. One is... That we would live by the word of God, and two is that we should worship the Lord our God only <clears throat> and I think I worship um, that uh, I'm not sure how you separate that from prayer <clears throat> um i th- so i I tend to think these forty days were saturated in prayer and no doubt the word of God. <clears throat> there is another, uh, and I didn't get into the trying to decipher all this, but in Luke six, it's a similar occasion. But if you try to compare the two accounts, it appears to be separate. So I'm sure that that could be debated. <clears throat> uh, some people refer to this as the Sermon on the Plain. I think it starts in verse twenty, um, but anyway, here again, it's, it's very similar to what we read in Matthew, but it's a little different version. It may be a totally different account. But again, what what preceded that? What came? What led up before that? Goes <clears throat> uh, Luke. 6, verse 12, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And then a few verses later, he he preaches this, what some people call the Sermon on the Plain. Again, a powerful sermon. But there again, it was preceded by all night in prayer to God. So I guess what I'm what I'm suggesting here is that if we want that life, we want that river water to flow out of us, it has to be preceded by a soaking in God's word and prayer. It doesn't just happen because we want it to. <clears throat> we can have many priorities and many distractions and you know what yours are. Uh, I think we all know what I think that'd be something good to think about sometimes. What are my main distractions? And I'm not going to suggest anything because it varies. It varies to each of us. We have many distractions that we allow to take up time in our life. But the one thing I find that too often gets cut out or cut short is my time in prayer and in the word. And uh, I just, you might find it the same way. Maybe not. I can't. Say, my experience covers all yours, but I think it's, we all are made of the same flesh. <clears throat> so that's, that's my confession, is that's the one thing in busyness and distraction. There's so many things, and you've got this little thing going ding, ding every now and then. And uh, We have distractions. We have a lot of them. What is it that we cut out of our life to fill, to, to keep those distractions, to entertain those distractions? Um, I think we too often will cut out prayer and the, and the study of God's word. <clears throat> Maybe that's why we're up, coming up short at times. <clears throat> A comment by Paul Washer, great men of God down through the centuries of the church not only knew God theoretically and intellectually, Sorry, they also knew their God relationally in prayer. So it's more than just knowing God in the head, we need to know him in a relationship of prayer. <clears throat> I'm going to go to Ephesians 3 14 through 21. So, this is Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, and I think it's what we should also strive for. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. <clears throat> now that's a... That's a mouthful. There's a lot in there, and I'm not going to dissect it, but that is, uh, I think, God's desire for us, that we could experience all that. So we at times have not only a lack of life flowing out of us, but we have relational issues that we deal with at times. <clears throat> and as i I pondered this, and maybe it 's just my own testimony, but that these relational struggles <clears throat> they come from they can come from people with good intentions, but the struggles come simply because we misunderstand the true character of God <clears throat> Actually, that was the wrong statement. <clears throat> This is what I intended to read. These relational struggles only come from us when we have a weak relationship with God and a misunderstanding of his character. And I think that's, that's really what it is. When strife comes out of us, it's, it shows a, a lack of depth in our heart and our relationship with God and a misunderstanding of his character. And I think that what we often struggle with, we misunderstand the true character of God. And therefore, we misrepresent misrepresent Him to others. And I guess that's that's corrected by being in His presence and learning who He is. Matthew 11, and 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And honestly, I don't think we often, we don't always see God for that picture that he paints here that that's who he is. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. We think of him as uh, someone difficult, someone hard, and we're reluctant to come to him. And therefore we don't experience of his character. First Corinthians it says, Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. We need to understand the true character of God and who he is. The only way I know to correct that is to learn of God and his word and being in the presence of God or in the presence of a godly person. And uh, I guess encouragement for all of you to be godly is that the aroma of your life goes out to others. I remember, you know, times throughout my life being in the presence of a godly person. It just, it leaves you changed. <clears throat> so I mean, that encourages all to, to be that person that has that influence in others life. And I think, I think we are in some measure, but um, we can all use an increase. So what we need is a grassroots movement, a revival of the word and prayer in all of our personal lives. I guess that's my my desire. We can look at many problems. I mean, you can look on a global, you can look on national, you can look on a local church level. And we see all these problems, but a lot of, how should you say, a lot of movements were started grassroots. They were started on personal levels. If we're going to have a change, it has to start on a personal level. Each of us are responsible for that change. Daniel eleven thirty two says, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So we should not wait for the ministry or someone else to do this, but it starts in each of our own personal lives. So let's take up the responsibility of this. Um, I guess I, I feel almost hypocritical saying that to you because I feel I need it the most. But it's our responsibility to, uh, to be in God's presence that the, the fruit that flows out of it may be good, may be of God. <clears throat> and the, the second thing is what we need is surrender and brokenness. And here's a, a physical example of that. Mark 14:3. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman with an alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. <clears throat> you know, I, I believe it. Regardless what we put into us it's going to be difficult for it to coming out unless the box is broken. We can fill ourselves with spikenard and very good things, but unless we're broken and allow that to flow out, we're not going to reach people. We're not going to bless people. So we need to be like that alabaster box that this, this woman brought in. It was broken, and the aroma went out into the whole room of spikenard. So we need to allow ourselves to be broken. I'm going to read in Exodus 17. 1 through 6. And here's another example of something. The Scripture doesn't say broken, but I believe it was. Um, Exodus seventeen one through 6, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys, according to the commandment of the Lord, and pitched in Rephidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses, and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses, and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river. Take it in thine hand and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And uh, I think that's an example of what, what Christ was. He was broken for the people, and the, and the rivers of water flowed out. But I think that that's also an example for us. To be broken, that the waters may flow out to water the people. And I guess um, the little I read on that, they still they believe they actually know where this rock is at and there's signs where a river flowed out are still evident to this day out of this rock. There's a hole in the rock and I didn't research it much. But um, anyway, unless we're broken, those rivers will not flow out. We could be like that rock, dry, hard, and doing nothing. But until we're broken, or once we're broken, those rivers can flow out. I'm going to read in John 12, 24 and 26. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my Father honor. So here again, except the corn wheat will die, except the rock will be broken, except the alabaster box is broken, it will not bear fruit. We need to be broken so that life can come out of us. We can put the life in, and that's good, um, but we also need to be broken that it may come out. Jesus showed an example of that in Luke 22. When facing with death and suffering, he said, Not my will, but thine be done. Paul said, I die daily. We need to live, I guess, a broken life. <clears throat> James 4.1 says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? So if we're, if we're living in the flesh, there will be wars and fightings. <clears throat> But if we're in the presence of God and broken, I think we'll be a minister of peace. Here's another quote. God allows us to face trials in order to advance his kingdom and to show our weakness and inability, thus causing us to rely on his strength. Colossians 3 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So let's set our affections on things above. We are to be dead and our life hid in Christ. Let us draw near to God and allow ourselves to be broken and surrendered to His will. And just in closing, I'm going to read a song. I I didn't find this in our song book, so I'm going to just read it, otherwise we could sing it. Sweet Will of God, My stubborn will at last hath yielded. I would be Thine and Thine alone. And this the prayer my lips are bringing, Lord, let it in me, thy will be done. I'm tired of sin, foot sore and weary, the darksome path has dreary grown, but now a light has risen to cheer me, I find in thee my star, my sun. Thy precious will, O conquering Savior, doth now embrace and compass me. All discords hushed, my peace a river, my soul a prison, bird set free. Shut in with thee, O Lord, forever, my wayward feet no more to roam. What power from thee my soul can sever, the center of God's will, my home. Sweet will of God, still fold me closer, till I am wholly lost in thee. Sweet will of God, still fold me closer, till I am wholly lost in thee. I hope you could find that as an encouragement. Receive from God his word, his presence, and uh, be broken that it could flow out to others. May we all take that as an encouragement. Lord bless you.